0: When we look at the vast landscape of young people, there are so many different cultures, personalities, interests, subgroups, and they are all made in the image of God. A lot of these young people do not fit into the mainstream and they would never come looking for us. They are on the margins. In the time of Jesus' ministry, they were fishermen, tax collectors, the poor, the abused, the shamed, and it was his strategy to go find them. Today we discuss what it looks like to seek out young people on the margin.
1: podcast where every week we explore resources and ideas to maximize the impact of youth workers across our community. We're your hosts this week, Rachel and Josh. What
0: up? What up?
1: And you know we have our producer Danny on deck. But yeah, this week we wanted to talk about what it looks like to reach kids on the margins. And I guess it would make sense first Josh to start by describing what we mean by the margins. And maybe could you just maybe talk about a kid that you would define as like on the margins. Oh, that's a hard
0: question. I was going to ask you that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess a better way to phrase it too, could be a kid that nobody was looking for, like mm-hmm. on nobody's radar, maybe could never be reached by the gospel mm-hmm. unless somebody was with meeting him with an or her with intention.
0: Mm-hmm. So with my experience with kids on the margins, when I first started working with YFC, Um, at Jason Lee Middle School, I realized that a lot of kids on the margins were the ones that were in ISS, um, which stands for in-school suspicion, which mostly means kids that are too, they have behavior problems where they end up in a classroom all together to do their work and not be able to talk or function like the rest of the population. It's almost like jail for school kids. Mm -hmm. We'll get there another day. So the kids on the margins, I would describe as kids who are Can be disrespectful. They don't have any respect for authority, or just because you have a title. I would say they're if you had kids of your own, they're they're the kids that you wouldn't want your kids to hang out with. I think that's the simplest way I can put kids on the margins. Like I don't want my kid to be around them Mm -hmm. or to interact with them because of how they show themselves or how they act themselves.
1: Uh, yeah, I would give it a similar definition. And then maybe add to kids who are really within themselves. And so so, so the kids that you described uh, tend to manifest externally mm. and their behaviors manifest externally. And then there are kids who bottle and keep everything inside and maybe don't develop relationships or yeah. keep themselves isolated or at best are a part of a subculture. Like those kids are often not the kids mm-hmm. that the youth guy goes into the school looking for. Exactly. And so when we talk about kids on the margins, we're talking about the kids that are not making it easy to find. Yeah. They are not pursuing you in large part um I think they are the one that Jesus goes after Mm -hmm. and he leaves the 99 for. When I was growing up, I remember reading about Mary, Jesus' mother, and like how the angel came and was like talking to her or whatever. And I would pray every night before I went to bed. I would be like, God, don't come. (laughs) If you come like that, if a man pops up in my room, I'm finna (laughs) take off. I'm not sticking around for nothing.
0: Because that is weird. It's weird. It is weird.
1: It's weird. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like, I just like somebody you don't know. Like, that. I'm like, I know Jesus, but I don't know him uh, like uh, that. Like, yeah. I don't know if he'd be looking like physical. I mean, I think I know, but I don't really know like that. And so um, I just pray all the time. I'll be like, don't do no signs or miracles. I believe. You don't need to prove <laughs> to me or nothing. Don't come in the flesh. I don't need to poke nothing. I don't need to see the wounds. I, I trust and I know you are who you said you'd be, <laughs> you know? So I like, (laughs) I wonder if though, like my fear around that was less about being freaked out. I mean, it is weird. That was something to come up in your your spot like that. Just pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) but also like maybe not wanting to like be found or seen. Mm. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to like overanalyze my childhood self, but have you experienced that with kids on the margins?
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> one more time, yes. I, it's. I would say most of the kids on the margins have all rejected me when I came to them, mm-hmm. um, to some extent, because they don't want to be found. Mm-hmm. They are. They're the kids that one they've been rejected so much, and two the idea of hope. Somebody bringing them hope when all they've seen is pain is scary. Almost feels offensive, actually. Yeah. And it's not something that they come to, Um, which I understand why Jesus would have to go to people. Because think about their lives of being rejected over and over. Eventually, you stop giving up hope. And seeing that model in Jesus' life shows us that, hey, kids on the margins, we actually have to go to because they would never come to us themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, There is the woman that was bleeding for like 12 years, Mm -hmm. but she had heard because there was a crowd around people like of Jesus.
1: But yeah, so she came to because there was a movement, Mm -hmm. which is so true to like, I think when we pursue kids on the margins, we are so shocked by the leaders that are in the margins. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I first started volunteering with Sozo, how shocked I was that kids were really different at school than they were with us. Mm -hmm. And they, as somebody had mentioned to me, they were like, yeah, everybody's so consumed with finding kids who are going to be leaders or who are destined for leadership. And those are the kids that are in ASB. And those are the kids that are staying after school to work on stuff with teachers. Um, but nobody's ever looking for these leaders mm-hmm. that they might be the kid that you don't want your kids hanging out with, but it's because they have such influence and mm-hmm. such. And, and that's God ordained. And so we are missing out, too, on these kids that are God-ordained leaders that have not been stewarded well or cared for well in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, that gift inside of them hasn't been stewarded very well because it's been looked at. So, yeah, in a way, like, when we pursue kids on the margins, it has this potential to create a movement so that the woman who's bleeding mm-hmm. can see what's going on and, and is, is drawn in.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it actually takes more faith to go after the kids on the margin, yeah. because they hard to love. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Just put it out there; they hard to love. Right. They gon' I mean just because you show don't mean they gonna start right. acting right. Right. Or start being respectful. Like they cuss you out. They don't answer your phone calls or they still stuff. I had a kid pee on my car and then ask me for a ride home <laughs> right. and then ask me for food. Right. Like, but it's really hard to love those kids on the margins because it hits so much of our pride and just even the savior complex and kind of shows us one who we really are and our lack of faith and also our lack of power. Um, And I think kids on the margins call us to a greater sense of faith because if God doesn't do it, it ain't gonna happen. Uh But it's easy to go after the leaders where, you know, it ain't that hard because they already have all these qualities that the world looks at. as like, oh, that's a leader. You know how to act. You know how to talk respectfully. You can show grace and be a great story. But because on the margins, it takes time. It takes work. But also takes a whole lot of faith to Mm -hmm. believe that God can restore even the broken and the oppressed, which I believe is actually the gospel.
1: Yeah, that makes me think, Josh, of, um, I mean, while I'm out here bringing up scriptures. Come on um, (laughs) now. That reminds me of the woman at the well. Mm. And like literally was unlovable like Mm -hmm. in so many ways you know like had what five husbands she had so many relationships right and those didn't just those couldn't have possibly just ended like it had to be death or um abuse or cheating you know like there's like weightiness to this unlovedness it's not like she just left every person you know and um and so not only does jesus like show up. It's the hottest part of the day. Like he was hungry. Okay. He was thirsty. Yes. Honestly, in at this point in his ministry, he was tired. Like just his his disciples are giving him mess for having to come through Samaria to begin with. Like, so he's got all this on this side. He's dealing with stress. Like I'm sure that this was literally the last place yeah. that flesh in him wanted to be, you know? And so I think too, like it's not like it's always joyful to pursue the margins and in fact it's often feels fruitless (laughs) because i mean Loki. i think jesus got a kind of i mean they don't give us a timeline or nothing but that's kind of a sweet deal to have this interaction with a woman and then she takes off and starts preaching the gospel like like right away that's amazing like that doesn't really always happen nope with the kids on the margins but but yeah, like I think that's a really good example of how even in his like weakness and his uh probably burnt outness mm-hmm. to some capacity, he was still willing to pursue this this person on the margins who was incredibly unlovable. Honestly, she was kind of arguing with him. Yeah, like, She
0: was. Yeah, to I've
1: literally had that conversation with a girl though <laughs> where she's like, You don't know me. You don't know my stuff. <laughs> and um yeah, and, and I think he has grace when he's at his limit. Mm-hmm when he's at capacity and he also meets her with unrelenting truth and declares good for her life, you know? So I I just think it's a really good example of what we need to bring into dysfunctional spaces like that. Right. Like it was not a pretty scene at all. No.
0: And it wasn't a scene that people were going to cheer him for. Like even his disciples were like, yo, we don't go through Samaria. Like in Yet, he still went. And I think just even being in youth work, you can, I mean, let's be honest, there is applause that people want and crave. You don't get applause when the kid that you've been pouring into for five years is still cussing you out. Right. Like, there's no applause on that. Or when you go to an administrator and realize, like, oh, they actually don't like this kid that Mm -hmm. I think so highly Mm -hmm, of. Like, there's no applause in that. And I think... Jesus modeled that with the woman at the Samaritan. Like so many of them, like the lepers and everything. Yeah, like he consistently went after the people, people that other people didn't think highly of, and didn't think highly of him because he went after them.
1: Right. Yeah, I think this vision of what we thought ministry would look like. Yeah. You know, regardless of who you are, you Mm -hmm. come into youth work in whatever capacity, whether you're a teacher mm-hmm. or you run a youth center or, you know, you have a vision of what you want it to look like and what you want it to be. And I think we set, we lay that on the altar and we sacrifice that mm-hmm. when we buy into the mission to pursue kids on the margins mm-hmm. and we say, your will be done Yeah, right here and right now. Yeah.
0: Cause I think it's it's a buy-in to the gospel. Yeah. Like you look at what Jesus quoted and what Jesus says. like, I came to set the captives free. Yeah. I came for the oppressed. Mm-hmm. I came for the poor. Mm-hmm. Like that's the gospel. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, I'm going to free you of your sin, but I'm going to make your past straight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, just the kingdom will come. The kingdom is at hand. Yes. Um, that's the gospel. And I think when you go out to people on the margins, you have to be really sure of what the gospel is and what Jesus himself mm-hmm. came to do. So he left, Heaven, his priestly robes to come down and hang out with lepers and the marginalized and prostitutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, not just to take away their sin, but because they were so looked down upon that he wanted to show, like, this is my father's heart. This is what I came here for. Welcome back. It's time for take three. You know how we do. Rachel, what you got this week?
1: Um. Well... Honestly, your last comment really inspired me and reminded me, I think when we are pursuing kids on the margins, um, we really have to believe that God is who he said he would be. Mm -hmm. Not that I would be who I said I would be, or that I would be perfect or that I wouldn't be burnt out or that like it is truly to believe God's. And I remember I remember, like probably a year into ministry, a girl that um, Danny and I had been pursuing in relationship uh, got caught up in an abundance of things. Was pregnant, among other things, at thirteen, and um, and I just was like, "Oh, there! I have no resource hmm. that could fix this girl." Like I was like, "There's so much." I was so overwhelmed by the brokenness of her life and the way she had walked through. And I remember I was on my knees and I was weeping in the middle of church. And I don't like to, I I literally, I don't like to express any emotion at church. So the fact that I was like, so broken to that capacity already was like shocking to me. I was so over, overcome. And I remember praying to God, you have to be who you said you would be. Mm, that's good. You have to be. And so I think that when you are pursuing kids on the margins, there has to be a deep, Seated belief, and, and you talked about faith um, to Josh, but like alongside that, Ray, is this deep belief that he, said he is who he said he would be. Yeah. He is as big as he said he would be. And the second that you start to doubt the bigness and the greatness of God, it shows up in your ministry, Amen. very obviously. Dang. And so um, that would be my first takeaway. It's it's, we have yeah. got to believe that God is who he said he it would is. be. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I would add to that uh that's I mean oof, we're gonna go practical you know, <laughs> yeah you know, I gave a sermon um, <laughs> is you gotta know where kids are. the kids that are on the margins you have to know where they are where they are and go where they are mm-hmm. where they are yeah um can't really do ministry to kids on the margin if you don't go to them. the whole concept of Jesus was he went to them. yeah, they're not gonna come to you.
1: And like from a practical perspective on those two is like that means taking inventory. And we, and we talked about this a little bit when Doug came on the podcast about assessing mm-hmm. um, your needs. Mm-hmm. Well, in the same breath, like we could be saying, assess where kids are. Yeah. Um, and so you assessing like oh, instead of hanging out in the lunchroom, I'm going to hang out in ISS because yeah. that's where the kids are. Yeah, Like that, it takes some um, presence in a space to know where kids are. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if it's just asking questions, like I know at Lincoln, we have had to, it took a while to know, oh, our kids aren't in the lunchroom. They're in this classroom or that classroom or that basement or whatever. Yeah. Or they're outside or they're at Starbucks or, you know, it takes a minute to get a lay of the land. So knowing where kids are, um, give yourself time to do that mm-hmm. and then be really practical and go there yeah. and sit there and if they don't talk to you for a while that's okay like be willing to be persistent and engage um from just like from a practical standpoint yeah oh go read some of them scriptures though definitely go read some of those um stories
0: uh, yeah reading the bible is very important
1: oh best resource we can survive <laughs> please read okay, it we'll link it in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> uh thank y'all for coming uh, back and listening to the learning community podcast um we are so thankful to get to do this every week you can find us on itunes google play spotify and of course on TacomaYFC.org. we'll see you next week